from BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast, is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. There's a lot happening these days. But I have just the thing to get you up to speed on what matters, without taking too much of your time. The 7 from the Washington Post is a podcast that gives you the seven most important and interesting stories, and we always try to save room for something fun. You get it all in about seven minutes or less. I'm Hannah Jewell. I'll get you caught up with The 7 every weekday. So follow The 7 right now. This is The Lombardi Line with Michael Lombardi and Patrick Maher on VSEN. Hey, Stephen Bond. Thank you, BetMGM, the king of sportsbooks. Visit BetMGM.com or download the app. It's reconfigured. Make sure you check it out. If you're in town hanging out with Matt Eumann, stop by any MGM property and bring your state issued ID. When you do, you're ready to bet within minutes over at BetMGM, the king of sportsbooks. 1-800-GAMBLER if you have an issue. You've got to be 21 years or older. And while we're at it, I want to give a special shout to the college basketball betting guide, Matt Eumann's Hoops Peterson. They did a hell of a job. 400 plus pages as we welcome you back Go to vsin.com slash subscribe uh, to sign up. Michael Lombardi there in Jersey. I'm Patrick Maher here in Vegas. We now head to Circa and say hi to Matt Humans. Of course, bet prep Friday night into Saturday morning, along with the Circa Invitational. He's the king. What's up, Matt Humans? How are you? I'm up. I've been up since uh, yesterday at 7 a.m. How's that? <laughs> oh, my God. How do you do? <laughs> Were you out there with Derek Stevens last night? I, I saw I saw. we have a sponsor, Brooklyn Pizza. Did I see that right? I retweeted it and followed. The, uh, followed. Do we have a sponsor for the contest now, Matty? Yeah, Brooklyn's Best uh, Pizza and Pasta is the sponsor of the best bet <laughs> portion of the uh, program. I, lo- I mean, and, uh, why not? Why well, not? You know, I Michael, mean, you know, why not? <laughs> I knew that every Friday night when I came in to do the show, I was going to be hungry. So I looked for a food <laughs> sponsor, and I got a friend who owns a uh, pizza place. He opened a new location here in downtown Vegas, and uh, he was excited to sign up because he loves Derek Stevens. Who doesn't? Right? <laughs> I mean, really, I love it. I lo- and then I saw the pizza, Patrick, online. I'm like, holy heck, I got to hit that spot. I mean, that Pretty looked good. delicious. Yep. Humans is a legend. Matt, I'm going to start here right off the bat. 
Ole Miss has to win this football game. Forget the 12. I know mm. you're taking the 12, but nothing could set up more perfectly. This spot for Lane and Ole Miss is perfection. He's running the football better than anybody this year. Alabama, a complete letdown. They're not going to the college football playoff. Let's be honest. Ole Miss has to win this game. Uh, yeah, but Ole Miss doesn't have to win to cash a ticket if you're getting 12. I know what you're saying Fair. here. And I, I think uh, the Rebels are going to put up a pretty good fight in this game. you got to wonder – uh, what the motivation is for Alabama. It's a little bit deflating to lose that game on the last play at LSU 32-31. to Nick Saban's motivator. He's going to get these guys to show up. And I think uh, Bama's offense is going to move the ball, too. And Bama's offense, stunningly, guys, stunningly, did not find the end zone until the fourth quarter last week at LSU. That's not going to be a big issue here because uh, Mississippi does – uh, bend and does break on defense. But I also think the Rebels are going to be able to uh, move the ball on the ground. Quinshawn Judkins, 34 carries for 205 yards against Texas A&M. You've also got a mobile quarterback here in Jackson Dart. who um, He's a dual threat type of guy. He's more of a threat right now as a runner. He had 95 yards in that game against A&M. Uh, and that was when Ole Miss ran for 390 on the ground. Uh, so... I think it's a little bit of a flat spot for Bama. This is the first time in, what, 12 years that a Nick Saban team has been really out of the playoff picture before the Auburn game. Uh, so you got to wonder uh, how much fire the Tide's going to show up with in Oxford. I think uh, Rebels should be live dogs in this one. You know, I, I, I think I agree completely. And here's where I'm worried about Alabama a little bit is knowing – that you got these guys, because they go to Alabama, they're going to get drafted yep. early, and they have this draft stock. And when you're not playing for anything, it's why these kids don't play in these bowl games if they're not for the national championship. They protect themselves against an injury going forward. There's a To me, like I watch Will Anderson, and I almost feel like that he's not the same player he was a year ago because he knows he's going to be a top-five pick, and he doesn't want to really – he's playing, but he's not playing at the same level. That worries me about this game, and that's why I like Mississippi. I'm with you. I think you got to take the 12. I'm not saying they'll win. I mean, we'll learn – Lane Kiffin should manage the game to keep it closer than 12. He should run the – he should be able to kind of milk the clock, run his run game. This is the worst Alabama's going to be on defense, I think, in the next three years because Nick's not going to tolerate this. So I agree. The game I want to ask you about, Matty, is Mississippi State against Georgia. Mike Leach has trouble with the Alabama scheme defensively. It just doesn't work for him because they do a great job of, of protecting the box in his run game, and they take away what he wants to do in terms of the inside pass game. So are you counting on a letdown from Georgia? Is that your, is that your analysis here on this one? I mean, that's part of it. And, uh, you know, you've got some interesting situational spots in the SEC this week, and that's why I'm on a few of these dogs, and I would expect two of the three of them to come in. I'm a little bit concerned about Mississippi State, but really if you go back to Georgia's last road game, and believe it or not, Georgia has not been on the road since October 1st, and that was a game the Bulldogs trailed Missouri by 10 in the fourth quarter, had to rally to win 26-22. Also, Mississippi State – is a much better team. I mean, this is not unique to Mississippi State, but a much better team at home than on the road. And you've also got a quarterback who's got some, uh, uh, I want to say some uh, scoring firepower here, and Will Rogers, 26 TD passes, five picks. And uh, I, I hear exactly what you're saying about Mike Leach's offense having a lot of trouble against Nick Saban's defense. And it could be the same deal here against Kirby Smart. But I think Georgia was so jacked up for the Tennessee game 
last week. This has got to be a little bit of a, an emotional flat spot. And uh, the home dog's catching a lot of points here. And this is a better Mississippi State team than that Missouri team that Georgia struggled with on the road. Uh, so grab the 16.5 or 17 if you can get it. Yep. And, and let me be real quick, Michael. Let me be clear about a 12-point dog, me saying Ole Miss has to win it. M- Matt, you know exactly what I'm talking about. Every couple of years, a coach like Kiffin gets a spot set up like Ole Miss at Oxford mm-hmm. today off of rest a dispirited team coming in. I digress. Let's go Texas A&M, Auburn, Cadillac, Williams. They go overtime last week. A really spirited, you always talk about that interim coach first game bump, but Cadillac had his team ready to go. Here comes A&M, Auburn's laying a point. Uh, Yeah, I I played Auburn here. And this number opened Texas A&M minus two at Circa. The favorites flipped. uh, It's a small favorite, Auburn. Uh, But I have no problems betting against Jimbo Fisher. I've been betting against him. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Almost every week. Could you guys imagine being so bad at your job that people are talking about paying you eighty six million for you to walk away? And and that's they what... have to. They have to. They, they. I mean, the program's in ruins. I mean, what are they going to do for the program? I mean, the they, the guy who gave them the contract should resign. I oh, mean, no seriously, doubt. Matt, you're right. I agree with you. I mean, could you? I mean, how would you like to be an A and M alum, knowing that you that Auburn's fired their coach, their season's in ruins, and you're still a dog? playing them? Uh, it might be the worst coaching contract in the history of college sports. It might go down that way. I mean, it's certainly going to be the biggest buyout if it happens. Uh, but Auburn ran for 256 yards last week against Mississippi State. And if you look at this A&M defense, not only is Jimbo Fisher's offense anemic, uh, but the defense has had a total breakdown here. Allowed, like I said, the 390 on the ground to Ole Miss. Allowed 291 on the, on the ground to Florida. I just think that uh, Jimbo Fisher has not shown an ability to motivate this team, and uh, that's you got two games here on a two teams here on a five game losing streak. But only one of these teams is playing for something, and I think this Auburn t- team is playing to get Cadillac Williams his first win. Uh, you got to go with the home team here, and uh, I think Cadillac is going to stay on the staff. I got another prediction. I think he's going to stay in the staff, and Deion Sanders is going to be the next uh, Auburn coach. I, I think that I think Bo Jackson would be probably uh, the guy pushing that more than anybody, and uh-huh. I think it's either going to be it's either going to be Dion or it's going to be Hugh Freeze. I think those are the two names that seem to be the most prevalent right. that I'm hearing down there. Mm-hmm. I agree. Eighty-six million to go away. What do you think Len Mead <laughs> thought when he took over Veasan and he saw Matt Eumann's contract and he said, "Wait, we have to pay this guy eighty-six? No, I'm just playing." Uh, next up, you're catching eleven and a half with Hawaii, Matt. Yeah, this is a good number too. And uh, since the beginning of October, Timmy Chang's kind of pulled this team together. Uh, Hawaii looks much better, much more competent offensively. They went back to Braden Schrager at quarterback. They've got two running backs now that can move the ball, and uh, Hawaii. Is much more dangerous as a home dog. I love uh, this team as a as a dog in Honolulu. I played them twice in the spot recently. Once they uh, got the outright upset against Nevada. Second time they covered against Wyoming, and I think they got a good shot here to get the uh, outright win against Utah State. This is a pedestrian Aggies team. I watched Utah State a week ago at home struggle against a bad New Mexico team. Needed a fumble return in the fourth quarter to kind of bust that game open. Utah State's been on the road twice recently against uh, weak Mountain West teams and uh, won by four at Colorado State, lost by two touchdowns at Wyoming. I don't see any reason why Hawaii can't win this game. We've seen a little bit of sharp money start to show up 
uh, since last night on the home dart here too. I love it. I, I love it. Like, I, I was off Hawaii after the start of the season, yeah. and, you know, you kind of get back into it, and I think that's the mark of a coach. Can he get his team better? And, and obviously, you know, Chang has improved them. I mean, they're having a bad season, but at least they are improving. I mean, 2-8, and eight, but the way they started this year off, I mean, whoa, you were thinking this was going to be a disaster. No, you're right. That Vanderbilt game was about as bad as it gets. Uh, it can't get much uglier than that, and I thought, well, I'm not going to play this Hawaii team uh, much at all, if at all, this season. But uh, there there have been signs of progress here the last couple months. Do you believe in TCU? They're catching seven in Austin, Texas. You no, know, that's a tough one. Uh, not really. I think that number, if you just read the number, it's telling you that Texas is probably the right side. But Texas has also been a much better first-half team. And then Sark uh, really struggles in the second half. Uh, if I played this and I haven't yet, I would probably – and I don't like to play college football teasers – I'd probably have to knock Texas down to minus one. I, th- I do think Texas wins the game. I just don't feel good about laying seven or seven and a half here. How about how about Arkansas? Like when I see the Arkansas LSU line, I, my instincts initially were, and somebody texted me this morning and said that that doesn't look right. So you're on Arkansas today. Tell me why. You know, and by the way, TCU's really capitalized on uh, facing a lot of backup quarterbacks and quarterback injuries and things like that. So TCU's caught some breaks. Uh, I did play Arkansas here. I got one concern. I've heard some talk this week that K.J. Jefferson, their quarterback, uh, is banged up and might not go. But I, I think he is going to make it a make it a go here. This is a morning game in Fayetteville, not a night game in Baton Rouge. Tough spot for LSU Lane more than a field goal. I think the home dog's live here, too. Matt Humans, Michael Lombardi, NFL. I'll kick back and listen next. But I do have a selfish question. Washington, Oregon. Come back with that, and then we'll get to the NFL with Matt Humans next. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. Like that, see that. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from 
crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then I, his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what so, I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he ain't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. There's a lot happening these days, but I have just the thing to get you up to speed on what matters without taking too much of your time. The 7 from the Washington Post is a podcast that gives you the seven most important and interesting stories, and we always try to save room for something fun. You get it all in about seven minutes or less. I'm Hannah Jewell. I'll get you caught up with The 7 every weekday. So follow The 7 right now. to the Lombardi line on VSIN featuring former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now, once again, here's Patrick Maher. Okay, betting splits. Before you make your next bet, be sure to visit vcin.com. It's a new look. You can, while you're there, you get Lombardi's look ahead, which is a great NFL article. vcin.com slash subscribe. But betting splits. Find out where the public is betting based on the number of tickets and where the money doesn't match the public opinion. vcin is here to make you a smarter, better year round. Check it out. Betting splits. vcin.com slash subscribe. Okay, we're back. Michael Lombardi, I want to do this quickly because I want you two to go back and forth with the NFL. Five picks in the circuit contest for Matt Eumanns. Uh Five picks is a lot in the NFL. Anywho, oh, this is a selfish question. This is a very selfish question. Washington, Oregon, I, I just want your cap. This is for me and my friend Jason in Michigan. What do you got, Matt? Over the total, if uh, anything. I-, I don't think you're going to see a lot of defensive stops in this game, and uh, I know it's a high total, but I'd probably still look over. And I lean to the dog, but I couldn't get there with uh, Washington. Uh, and basically, I couldn't get there, Patrick, because I've been wrong about Oregon almost every week. And this Ducks <laughs> team has turned out to be a lot better than I thought. I had a low rating on the Ducks going into the season. I thought I was right when they got embarrassed uh, by Georgia. But, um, man, I th- they've done a great job turning this thing around, and Bo Nix is uh, feasting on these Pac-12 defenses. You know, he didn't look very good against SEC defenses, but he's in a different league now, and uh, he looks like a, a better quarterback. No doubt. I, on I, the total. Ahead, I, I think Sorry. Matt's right. I think that, to me, both defenses are going to struggle. I think watching punts in this game is going to be <laughs> – is like a turnover. Yeah. Okay, fellas, let's do it. Uh, you guys are going to go back and forth on this. I'm going to start with Pittsburgh. The Steelers getting J.J. Watt back. Excuse me. T.J. Watt back, pardon me, and they're catching a point and a half. Matt, New Orleans is in town. Take it yeah, away. Yeah, I'd much rather have T.J. than J.J., and uh, the Steelers yes. are lucky to have him back here. And I'm on the Steelers this week. This was the, the first bet I made. They were two-and-a-half-point dogs when the when the week opened. I was hopeful that Watt was going to come back, and uh, he is. In the seven games without T.J. Watt, the Pittsburgh defense has not put any pressure on quarterbacks. He got a total of eight sacks. And in games when Watt has been sidelined, Pittsburgh is 1-10 in his career. Uh, it's not all about T.J. Watt here because the Steelers are going to have to get their act together on offense. They're 31st in the league in scoring, 15 points per game. Kenny Pickett, two TD passes, eight picks. Uh, I'm a little bit concerned about Kenny Pickett. And I think when you evaluate quarterbacks, and Michael, I know you do this a lot, I look, out, I look for standout characteristics. What could make this guy – great, or what can make him really good at the NFL level. I don't see one thing that Kenny Pickett does that uh, indicates that he's going to be a really successful NFL quarterback. To me, he doesn't have any standout characteristics. Uh, But coming off the bye here, I think the Steelers are in a a good spot. And, hey, why should the Saints be road favorites? 
uh, with the Red Rifle and Dennis Allen. Uh, these guys don't have any answers. Uh, I think the uh, Mike Tomlin called this a put-up-or-shut-up spot, and the Steelers are 2-6 and six with Watt coming back, I think, in a little bit better spot here as home dogs. You know, this is a game a little bit, Matty, to me, like the Texas TCU game. You think, okay, Pittsburgh's terrible. They're, all, they're in the bottom category in 11 of the most important critical components towards winning. Yep. And yet this line is under, you know, it opens at two and a half and it's moving towards Pittsburgh. It's a trap. And so then when you break it down, you realize, well, New Orleans is, you know, turns the ball over way too much. The red rifle, when has he really ever been great in Pittsburgh? I mean, think about it. A guy, a guy went there once a year all the time. And he struggles, and he turns the ball over, and he's prone to turning it over. And when you look at this team and break it down, you know, as bad as Pittsburgh has played this year, you know, New Orleans still will turn the ball over more than they will. I mean, mm-hmm. this is a game where Pittsburgh turns it over at minus 05, and New Orleans is minus 1.1. So when you're in a game like this, take the points at home. I mean, it's easy to say take Pittsburgh, take New Orleans, but you're, you're really not researching it all the way through if you do that. You know, what's Dennis Allen showed you as a head coach, Michael, too? Uh, and I believe a little bit more in Tomlin here coming off the bye. And like you said, the Red Rifle, he's been turning it over. So, um, yeah, I'm going to take a shot with the Steelers here. I don't see many reasons to bet the Saints or believe that they should be road favorites. Yep, you I got agree. a good number here with the Colts. Sorry, Michael. You got a good number with the Colts at six and a half. Jeff Saturday makes his debut. Go ahead, run with it. Well, this is uh, this is a play on a number because it's a good number in the contest, and some sometimes you just have to take the better number. I've got uh, you know eight games on my short list this week in the NFL, and I'm going to mix up these plays a little bit. And I'm not going to bet the Colts out of my pocket, but I'm going to ask Michael right now: which team is the bigger mess, the Colts or the Raiders? Well, I think it's the Colts, yeah. but but the Raiders are a mess, too, in the sense that defensively they can't get a stop. You know, they're 32nd on third down defense. They they couldn't get any pressure on Trevor Lawrence last week. Right. And so they couldn't – you know, he only had six incomplete passes in the game. And they the game went from 20-7 to seven to 24-20, to 20, very reminiscent of the Kansas City Chief game that they played on Monday night. Mm-hmm. And their offense has struggled without Waller. Now he's on IR. Hunter Renfro hasn't been the same player. This game is going to come down to who protects the football better. You know, can the Raiders, who've turned the ball over too much, and Indianapolis, who turns it over all the time. This is a game where Chandler Jones has got to step up. Max Crosby's got to step up. Because if not, you know, and Ellinger gets some easy completions, you know, then this will be a close game. I don't, I don't understand how it's a six-and-a-half-point game. I had it as a 2.5 in my power ranking because I think both teams are not playing well, and Carr's not playing to the level he needs to play at either. You know, it's interesting when you look at the Raiders. I think a lot of times a coach is an e- easy target for critics, but I can't put too much on Josh McDaniels here because Derek Carr's got to play much, much better than he has. I've been really disappointed in Derek Carr's play. And also Hunter Renfro, like you said, has not been the same guy since he took the hit to the head, suffered the concussion, and coughed up the ball in the Arizona game. Darren Waller's been sidelined basically for the entire season. He's been no factor. Uh, that offensive line is not good. Uh, they've, the, the Raiders have got a lot of work to do on the offensive side, but defensively they're even worse. Like you said, they couldn't get a stop against the Jaguars a week ago, and Chandler Jones has been invisible on that defensive line, so the Raiders have got a lot of problems here. And I wouldn't feel comfortable laying more than a field goal with uh, Vegas. I agree. Cleveland's at Miami. You're catching three and a half with Cleveland. Well, this is a spot, too, where I think uh, the Browns have been more efficient offensively than uh, probably public perception, and Jacoby Brissett has not been bad. Uh, 
I, I, I'm not crazy about this play either, but I know there's a lot of sharp action on the Browns this week, and I was looking for a fifth play in the contest, and that's why I played it. And also this uh, Miami offense, I know they put 35. The Dolphins put 35 up on the Bears a week ago, but uh, I'm still not uh, a complete believer in this uh, Dolphins offense. And I think the Browns with Nick Chubb and that defense can uh, keep this game close. And, uh, you know, at three and a half, it's more of a play on the number too. I think this game, you know, when you look at this game, I feel like Brissett's going back to Florida. He knows Miami's played it. Miami's defense is atrocious. And Miami, when you really break them down offensively, when you allow Tyreek Hill to make these big plays, Cleveland has, is in, in the 19 categories I break down, Cleveland's in the top, in the top seven in six of them. Mm-hmm. Miami's only in the top seven in three of them. I mean, their power ranking in terms of the top 19 categories is a better number than Miami is. And for me, that tells you you should take the points. Three and a half is good. You get out of the field goal. And look, let's face it, Mike McDaniels will do you a favor at some point in this game and not kick a field goal, which would cover like he did last week. And so why not take the three and a half? And the Dolphins have failed to cover five of their last six. Uh, So, yeah, they've been underperforming as well. Uh, I think the Browns should be live here, and I know there's a lot of sharp play on the Cleveland side. Okay, two more plays. Mm-hmm. We'll have the graphic for those visually inclined in a second here with Matt Eumann's picks. This is a fade Arizona spot because we don't know the quarterback for the Rams, but you're going to lay a point and a half with the Rams. You know, the way Matthew Stafford's been playing, I'm okay with John Walford Fair. being out there. And, uh, <laughs> Fair. You know, also in the contest, Fair. you know, the Rams were one-and-a-half-point favorites, and that's a good number in the contest too. So if uh, you're a contest player, I think you kind of – you got to lay that number with the Rams. And, uh, Michael, is there a worse coach-quarterback duo in the NFL right now than Cliff Kingsbury and Kyler Murray? Those guys, uh, not a duo I want to bet on. I, I would rather have John Walford in this spot than uh, the Murray, who's got a hamstring issue, by the way. And, uh, Who can't move, right. Yeah, don't if, rush if, him the if, right way. If he can't move, if he can't run, if he's limited by him, he's, he's not going to be very effective. Uh, and look, the Rams are terrible. I mean, like I said last week, I said, <laughs> look, the Rams and the Bucks were like two old champions oh, boxers man. that no were doubt. fighting. That that neither fighter was good. That's like good, everybody's good talking analogy. about. Everybody's talking about. Yeah. Everybody's talking about the Bucks. Oh man, they got to turn around the last. No, they were they were on the ropes, taking pounding the whole game. <laughs> I mean, I mean, any good any good referee would have called the fight off. I mean, seriously. So I mean, I think look. Both teams are only good in one area. Both teams have liability, and the bottom seven in nine, one team is nine, that's Arizona, and the Rams are in five. There's a perception that the Rams are good. They're not. There's a perception that, that Murray's good. He's not. Yeah, I agree with you on the Rams and Murray. And, you know, while we're talking about quarterback injuries, I know we're about out of time, but I think, uh, you know, I didn't put this as a contest play because it was at three and a half, but I, I did bet it. I think Buffalo's in a buy-low spot here at minus three. Great spot. The Vikings are 7-1. and one. That's a phony record. They've taken advantage of a weak schedule. And Case Keenum can win a game, and that's the number one scoring defense in the NFL right now. So I think Bills minus three out of your pocket would be a good bet as well. I think it's going to be cold, outdoor team, uh, indoor team going outside. Everybody thinks Buffalo's going to be pushover page. I don't. Go to vcin.com slash subscribe to listen to bet prep from last night. Matt Humans is the best. We would say go get some rest, Matt, but you're not going to listen to us, so just do whatever you do. College football (laughs) kicks off in a half hour, guys. (laughs) Thank you, Matt. The The guy's a legend. Thank you, Matt Humans. We're back with Thomas Gable next.
Okay, it's betting's reward program. It's a loyalty program. It's BetMGM, the king of sportsbooks. So here's the bottom line. Like your credit card, when you make a bet at BetMGM, you get points. When you get those points, you can use them towards free bets, airfare to Vegas, shows, hotels. It's the best loyalty program in the business. BetMGM.com for more details. And I wanted to take a quick second here to shout out Bill A.D., our daily newsletter, Michael, I know you love it as well. I wake up with mm-hmm. a daily newsletter every single day, and it's in fuego. It's awesome. It gives you all the information right there with links. Go to vsin.com, enter your email address. You get the daily newsletter, including Chris Andrews today on college football movement. He's a Hall of Fame bookmaker. You got the podcast, the college football podcast. You got the pro football podcast, Michael Lombardi's latest article. It's all there. Sign up for the daily newsletter as we welcome you back. He's Michael Lombardi. He's Thomas Gable. He runs the race and sports book there at the Borgata. I'm Patrick Maher. Uh, a big, just as an aside, a big night for you guys. Sebastian Maniscalco tonight at the Borgata, Michael. You got to be fired up. Got to love it. Oh, I'm really excited. You know, as a son of a barber and he's a son of a barber. I mean, you know, Italian guy, you got to love it. So, yeah, I'm really looking forward to it, Patrick. It'll be a good night. You know, we'll celebrate. We wish you were back here with us. I wish, I, honestly, I wish I could go with the crew. Uh, TG. We welcome you. I, last weekend was busy. Guess what? It doesn't slow down. You've got the World Cup coming up in a couple of weeks. You've got a late, loaded slate today in college football and your specialty, college basketball. We'll start with college football. Let's start with the game of the day, I think, and that's in Austin, Texas with TCU. Yeah, so the Longhorns laying seven in this, and a TCU wide receiver, Quentin Johnson, he'll be a game-time decision, yeah. so limited in practice. Uh, this week with the ankle injury, TCU of course coming in here nine and zero, uh, and really the college football playoffs uh, spot is theirs to lose at this point. Um, Texas favored at home here by a touchdown. Um, we've seen Texas though; they get off the hot starts, and then they seem to yeah, fourth lose, quarter. Up, lose these big leads yep. this season. Um, they do have one of the top running attacks though in the country behind uh, Bijan Robinson. He's rushed for over eleven hundred yards, twelve TDs this season. Uh, but interesting quarterback matchup here, Michael. You get your thoughts on, on this with Quinn yours for Texas, who's looked brilliant at times. Uh, yeah. And then, uh, of course, uh, Max Duggan there for uh, uh, for TCU. This will be the first game in a while that they actually are playing against the starting quarterback. Usually yeah. they get TCU feasts on these backup quarterbacks. So to me, and especially with TCU, the vulnerability in their secondary, you got to take advantage of that as Texas's vulnerability in their secondary. So, you know, I mean – Look, I think this is Texas's game. Matt Humans was right. I mean, it looks like it's a trap, but if you're playing at home against a team that's kind of been very fortunate the last few weeks, I know they're ranked fourth in the country. You're supposed to be so good. I think Texas has got to manage the game correctly. Last week, they're up 31-7, to and they let Kansas State come yeah. roaring back, right? Yeah. Texas Tech came roaring back and beat them. So, but they're usually better. I mean, Iowa State had a chance in their game at, in, in Austin. So every time I want to support Texas, I look at Sarkeesian, and I say, wait a minute, I can't go there. Like, I, <laughs> the guy's an offensive play caller. He's not a head coach. Like, yeah. that's what he is. And we're going to find out what he does today in that area. Patrick, this is a game here. I know, I know you like to get involved uh, in play. This is this is almost one that you say, "Hey, I lay back before uh, before kickoff." Oh, and, you nailed it. And sit out, and then uh, wait for the in play here. Yeah, but the problem well, with the also, in play is is te- Texas is going to tantalize you. They're going to get a lead, you know, and you're going to yeah. say, "Oh my God, I got this. This is easy." That that's <laughs> why. And then all of a sudden, you're going to, you know, they're they're going to wilt as they go back and say, "Wait a minute, it wasn't." That's what happened with me in Kansas State. I'm like, I thought Kansas State was going to give them a heck of a game. It's hard to win in Lawrence. I mean, in Manhattan, yeah. it's hard to win up there. 
it's so funny. I wrote down in my notes what you both just said. I said, Texas struggles to hold leads, but I also said, wait for in-game because I want to see the snap count for Quinton Johnson. Quinton Johnson is a difference maker for TCU, the wide receiver. If he's getting snaps, if he's not on a pitch count, uh, I'd be more comfortable in-game betting TCU, to your point, Thomas Gable. Next up, okay, so not a ton. is New Year's Six Bowl motivation for Alabama, but all the motivation for a one-loss Ole Miss team here, Thomas. Yeah, it is. Uh, Alabama's laying 11.5 in this, and uh, the total has uh, has moved a little bit uh, up from 63.5 where we opened it, now sitting at 64.5. Kiffin, though, 0-3 against his ex-boss there, Michael. Yeah. Uh, obviously catching Alabama here off the loss, but trying to get a, really a rarity here for Alabama, send them to a three-loss season, uh, but... Um, this is a, an interesting spot here for Mississippi to be in. I know uh, uh, Kiffin likes to troll a little bit there on social media. He seems to be doing that this week. Uh, but um, this is a, a spot here for Alabama. I, I don't know if uh, you know what the motivation here is yet for, for these kids at this point. Yeah, I mean, look, and, and, and you're catching Alabama. We've said this all show at the right time. And if you can't muster up enough to stay within 11 and a half or 10 points yeah. of them, something's wrong. But I think Matt Humans is right. Look, this Mississippi defense isn't exactly the best defense in college football. And they've struggled at home. I mean, Kentucky's got a chance to beat them. And Levitas turns the ball over twice in the last two drives of the fourth quarter. They can't get that done. So every time you want to back lane and he goes into LSU with his cocky attitude and he gets sent with a 25-point loss. So every time you want to back him, you say, wait a minute, he's so immature. How do you do that? And to me, this is to me, if, if I were interested in ever hiring Lane Kiffin as the head coach, for the record, I'm not. Yep. But if I were an athletic director who didn't know anything, this would be the game that I would look to and say, okay, you can't beat the guy. This guy is as down as you could be at Alabama, right? Yep. The kids are not motivated to really do anything. They, they don't really want the wristwatch from the Blue Bonnet Bowl, you know? Yep. So, like, this is our moment. I think you nailed it. I, I know I've been on this theme. I think they got to win this game. It sets up perfectly. Okay, Washington. I think you're so right, you're, Pat. Got to win is sorry. right. Matty Humans is right. You don't have to win to make money. But for if you're Lane Kiffin, you got to win. Because all the cockiness and all the attitude that you show up, like, remember before the game, T.G., when he, last year at Alabama, he interviewed uh, – uh, they got interviewed. Get the popcorn he, ready. Yeah, get the, popcorn, get the popcorn, ready. popcorn ready. Yeah, like, That's seriously, right. come on. I, I got popcorn today. I got some popcorn now, Patrick, today. are you taking Ole Miss on the money line here? Did I hear that? Listen, listen. You're going to give me two uh, points. I'm not an idiot. But what I'm okay. trying to say is – He's, he's not an Eagle fan. He's not going to disrespect the points. Okay. But what I'm trying to say is this spot comes around every couple of years. A down Alabama team off an emotional loss at LSU. They've been bad on the road. You're rested. You can run the football. Michael, you know what I'm saying. Like, this is a perfect I know spot. It. For a coach, I know. play the. I, the can you imagine angle? the fanfare that Link? First of all, he has such a great PR machine out there in America. Yeah. Could you imagine if he actually wins a big game? How the momentum of his fanfares? Nobody ever looked at what happened at Tennessee or USC. Every you know, everybody ignores that. It's like Sark. Oh, he really wasn't at Washington. He really wasn't at SC. He just got born at Texas. You know, nobody ever looks at those things. They've got such great PR campaigns from the national media that at some point somebody's going to say wait a minute, this guy can't win a big game. I, I, I think it's time. Nailed it. Nailed it. Okay, let's get this one quickly because we've got the Des Moines play, which is special in college basketball from Thomas Gable. Washington, Oregon, what do you have on this one, Thomas? Yeah, so Washington and Oregon, this is a um, 
another interesting spot. I think there's not going to be uh, any uh, lack of points, we'll, we'll <laughs> say, in this one here. I, I think, if, if anything, you probably have to look at uh, at the over. Oregon is laying 13 and a half uh, where they opened uh, the total. It is a high total, 72 and a half, but uh, I don't see much defense here in this one, Mike. Yeah, I, I don't either. And I think both coaches, you know, who controls the pace of the game? I like Kalen DeBoard as a coach. I really do. But the, I, lean towards Wa I lean towards Oregon here because I've watched Washington's defense and it's not very good. Yeah. I mean, and I think Oregon can control the pace of the game. You know, I, I, would I take Washington in the points? Probably because it's such a rivalry game. But I do think that, that this is two bad defenses. And I do think the over is certainly a number you should play. Totally agree. Matt Eumann's agreed as well. Okay, those that don't know, college basketball is Thomas Gable's favorite sport. We like to do something called the Des Moines play, so we do have a graphic for it. Stonehill at Army today. We're going deep. Look at this graphic. Oh, man. Up. I want Thomas to be able to see it. This oh, look is at beautiful. That. Yeah, I see that. Army laying 11 and a half TG. What do Line you got up. here? Yeah. So the Army Army finished 500 in the Patriot League last season. They they lost two starters, but they're returning seven of their nine top scorers this year, including their top scorer from last season, junior guard Jalen Rucker. He over, averaged over 17 points per game last year. He was second on the team in assists. Uh, this team can certainly play with some pace. Uh, they should be good up front defensively. Uh, they won't be pressing as much as they did last season. Uh, now, they're not going to contend with Colgate there uh, in the Patriot League, but they'll, they'll be a consistent team throughout the year. Now, you may not be familiar, Patrick, with Stonehill, the Stonehill Skyhawks. That's because they were a D2 team last year. This is the first year in Division One. They're playing in the Northeast Conference. And uh, I give them credit because they've actually scheduled some, some decent uh, teams here in their non-conference schedule. They already played UConn, uh, which they got blown out by 31 points to. Uh, already played Quinnipiac, but they, they have Providence scheduled. They have Boston College scheduled. But uh, we're going to look at uh, laying the 11 and a half here with Army. Where today. is Stonehill? Is that Vermont? It's a good question. I don't know where they're located. I don't know. I never even heard of them. <laughs> you said I wasn't familiar. I was in New York. You said I wasn't familiar. By the way, I am familiar with Stonehill because our college basketball betting guy dropped, and I read about Stonehill in the guide, vcin.com slash subscribe. Oh, yes. Thomas, Ga Check Thomas that out. Gable. Great, Thank great segue. Unbelievable. That's why he's the best point guard ever. <laughs> <laughs> We're back with the board next. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. 
What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then I, his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he ain't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. The best conversations I have with my colleagues are the ones that happen when no one is looking, when we're not 100% sure yet what to write. Hopefully, having conversations like this can help you figure out your own point of view. That's kind of our job as Washington Post opinions columnists. I'm Charles Lane, Deputy Opinion Editor. And I'm Amanda Ripley, a contributing columnist. We're going to bring you into these conversations on a new podcast called Impromptu. Follow Impromptu now, wherever you listen. You're listening to the Lombardi Line on VSEN, featuring former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now, once again, here's Patrick Maher. $10 free bet when you sign up for First Bet Express Bet, Beeson's preferred horse racing app. Use the code HORSE200 for 10 bucks as soon as you sign up. Plus, you get a 100% match on your first deposit up to $200, wagering at over 300 tracks, AI-assisted picks. Details at Beeson.com slash horses. That's Beeson.com slash horses. Okay, I'll play your game. Coming up tonight, Atlanta, Philly. 76ers are laying three <laughs> and a half. Michael... <laughs> they just got killed by him. They got killed by him. Fat boy couldn't even make it up and down the court in the fourth quarter. Are you kidding me? But you know how the NBA is. I told I told somebody, you know, bet the NBA is like, you know, it's like baseball. You got to wait until the starting lineups are declared before you can ever place a bet on that game. I mean, how could you do that? I mean, Chubby might not play. I mean, he could have he could have a migraine. He could have a turf toe. I mean, you know, he could have an elbow like infection. Who knows? I mean, just what time is it? It's eleven forty-five. There's there's eight hours before tip-off. He could get seven diseases before the game starts. Come on, how can you play that? You can't. You have to wait till tip-off. They're on dock, though. I'll tell you one thing. They're on dock. You can get out of the way, Patrick. They're on dock. It's so good. The dock is the first job Doc's ever had where the pressure's on him. It's hilarious. I mean, welcome to Philadelphia, Doc, because when it goes good, like it's going for Nick Sirianni, it's wonderful. When it goes bad, man, it's not good. I digress. I would, just like, I would like the camera to pan back to me and notice my posture because this is officially what I'm going to start doing when he goes off on the 76 because <laughs> he could continue. He, you, you'll miss Sebastian Maniscalco tonight if, if I let him go. It's so I, frustrating. I, it's so frustrating for me because I want to be able to enjoy a basketball team. I love pro basketball, but I can't stand the team. I hate the whole perception of it. I hate the whole nonsense that people actually think this guy's the MVP. If he's so good, how come they can't beat Atlanta and Atlanta? If he's so good, how's he out of shape? Like, I don't understand. I wish I had a career where I could manipulate the media like this guy does. Of course, I'm not seven feet tall. I'm not out of shape. You know, I am out of shape, come to think of it. Yes. 
Anyway, let's talk. Let's talk no, no, about no, no, Wake no, no. Forest. Don't do that to me. No, no. You just pretended like you were done two minutes ago. So are you really done? Because if you're done, I'm we'll done. move let's on. Talk about you... Wake, let's talk about Wake Forest today. Let's talk about that game. I think that game's an interesting game. That line has moved. North Carolina has kind of got all the pub. They're going Wake Forest, 730 tonight. I like the Wake. I like the Demon Deacons tonight. I think that this is the ACC is terrible. So you can't really handicap it based on who's playing well. I think Wake, I think they're well coached. I think they'll play well tonight. I like Wake Forest. I would take the I would lay the now it's up to four and a half. It was you can find some fours out there. Shop for it. I will say Wake let me cart. down. Wake Wake let me down at NC State. NC State played the backup quarterback. That kid's gonna be a stud. I so I would be careful. Uh, NC State. That's what that happens in be- college. That's what happens at college is the backups sometimes are better than the starter. Not that I, NC State starter's bad. You just don't know the backup, right? You just don't know how good the kid is. Doran's got a real one. Watch NC State next year because this kid's going to be good. They beat Wake Forest. Wake was laying three at NC State. They're laying four, four and a half. I agree. North Carolina's quarterback's tremendous, but I think Wake uh, is in a good spot here coming back home. Okay, next up on the board as we move on from the 76ers. My goodness. Okay. Hey, quickly, can I just ask you a question? And this is off the beaten path, but it's what Matt Eumann said. I 100%, and you know I've been on this, I 100% agree about Kenny Pickett. I don't know anything that he does that's above average. I know his mental is good, but I don't see anything from him physically. I agree, and I think if you saw him and Davis Mills, you would say the same. It's the same thing with Mac Jones. you got to be able to, to me, those guys, Mac Jones, Davis Mills, Kenny Pickett, their value, their their separation from the pack has to be their intellectual capability, their ability to be precisely accurate and make quick decisions, you know, because they're not going to wow anybody with their talent. They're not going to just come in and say, wow, I could fit that ball in there. You know, and Mac Jones did some really good things last year. Now, this year it's not the same, and, and obviously the whole offense of New England isn't the same. So that's been an issue. But I think with Pickett, like tomorrow, if you're playing, if you're playing Pittsburgh, and there's some good reason too, right, you're saying that, that after the week off they kind of have them down. Mac Canada's going to get them into a groove. They're going to run the ball. They're going to be able to this. But the problem is Pittsburgh's offensive line is a disaster, and he's going to get hit. And he's turned the ball over in unforced errors. Go back to the Jet game. Two of the throws in the Jet games he shouldn't have made. Like, he he can't make those throws. You can't be a pro player and make those throws. So I agree with what Matty says. If you're going to be just on the marginal talent level, then you've got to be careful. Here's the other part, is if you're drafting a guy in the first round, you can't say to yourself, next year there could be two players better than him. Correct. Because now you're, you're chasing your tail. Like, that's why you have to have a grading system. That's why you have to have, okay, this guy's a 68 player, and the next year's player is going to be less. You can't. When you took Kenny Pickett in the first round, you were just satisfying your depth chart. You weren't taking an elite player. We will be here live with the Seahawks Buccaneers on the Lombardi line tomorrow right here on VSIN. Next, let's go quick. I want to get to a bunch of games. Bama's laying okay. 11, 11 and a half at Ole Miss. I'm going, to take the, I'm going to take the popcorn eater. I'm going to take Lane Kiffin. I'll lay the points. I mean, if he can't win now, when? Like, seriously, home game. Everybody's got their red and blue ties on, khaki shirts, white pa- I mean, we're all there. The girls are dressed perfectly. And dre- I mean, truly, one of the greatest venues in college football. You need to go. Oxford, Mississippi on a Saturday afternoon. I'll take Ole Miss. 
It's like walking into 1930. It's such a great it's vibe. It's the best. Next, it's, you it almost really want to be. It's like a novel. It's a setting for one of the great novels of all time. Faulkner probably wrote Faulkner's about it. Faulkner's from Mississippi, so that makes sense. You're correct. Yes. Washington. See, you come for the culture, man. You leave with football. That's right. Washington's uh, and the at highway, Oregon. And the highways. And the highway systems. Okay, shout to Eisenhower. Oregon, lane 12, but the total 73 has been focused here on the show. I'll take Washington in the 12. I think the overs in play. You know, I think be careful on the over. Don't get too far. If it starts to tick up during the day, stay away. 72 and a half, I think you're right on the cusp of it there. By the way, Texas just went to seven and a half at Circa. Michael, TCU, gonna, this number is the biggest trap we've seen in a long time. I'm going to take I'm gonna take Texas. I'm going to take my two guys, my two favorite NFL college football coaches, Sark and Lane. Both guys have had numerous great jobs. I'm going to take them today because it's time to show up today. Let's see if they can do it. Where's Glenn Fry in the Eagles? Because hell has officially frozen over with you. Yes. Taking those. You're, you're, you, you, you get the reference. Maybe you and I are the only ones. I love it. Uh, I love it. Okay. How about Georgia? Weird spot. Weird spot. At Mississippi State, they're laying 16. They're the much better team, but that's a tricky offense. It is a tricky offense. And I, I, I respect Matty Humans. He took Mississippi State. I just think Mississippi State in these games, they struggle against really good defenses. And I think Different than Matt, I think the Georgia, the Missouri game is going to be Kirby's rallying cry to play really well today. Like we've got to play off of that, and Georgia does a great job of defending the run with a limited box, and that's what you have to do when you're playing Mississippi State. You can't allow them to run it, and they've got two good backs that can. But I'm gonna, I would, I'm gonna take, I'll take Georgia and lay the points because I think Georgia wins this game in the fourth quarter and goes away from it. Okay, I'm bringing this one up because Michigan-Nebraska, Michigan's laying 30 and a half, but Nebraska quarterback Casey Thompson won't play. His backups, Purdy and Smothers, are both, no offense to him, not any good. So 30 and a half with Michigan, it's a big number, but Nebraska's banged up. I think when you play, when you play Michigan, you've got to get ready for a fight, and you're going to get beat up. And when you're a team that's interim coaches in place, I don't think you want to get beat up. And the game is in the big head. If this was in Nebraska, I would say different. I feel bad for Nebraska because, I mean, that's a great program at one time that has fallen short, and this is going to be another day where they're going to feel inadequate. Hey, so Indiana started 3-0. They've lost six in a row. They're at Ohio State. I don't State. like Indiana. Ohio- no, me neither. Ohio State knows they didn't they didn't show and prove at Northwestern. They're laying 40 points today hosting Indiana. I mean, that's a lot of points to lay. You know, when you when you break down this game, that's too many points to lay. I, I would be a no play because I don't trust Indiana at all. And I think if you're Ryan Day, you've got to get some style points because that 21 to 7 game, nobody's going to remember that it was windy that day when they go back three weeks from now. Nobody has a memory that long, so they're going to just think of it as, oh wow, they just didn't play good that day. I just think 40s too much. I would take Indiana. I'd lean towards it on a on a 61 total. Can you imagine that? On a 61 total, it's, a, it's 40. It's fascinating. Remember, Tennessee's not going to the SEC championship, so they have to go style points on the way out. They're hosting Missouri today. No time for a letdown. They're laying 19, Tennessee. I, I, I'm going to take Tennessee here. I think Tennessee has to bounce back. I think Missouri's the perfect place to do it. I think they've got to be able to ramp it up. I know Missouri plays better in Columbia than they do on the road, 
but I think this is one of those where Tennessee's got to show that they're not a fluke, and they've got to really have style points. They're in the perfect – they couldn't be in a better position than any team in college football. They can sit right there at five, watch everybody else beat up on each other, don't go to the, don't go to the Southeast Conference Championship game, and get into the Final Four. Tampa Bay's laying two and a half in Germany. Seattle's going to win that game straight up. I'm telling you right now, we're going to be here live tomorrow. Seattle is so undervalued, it's crazy. It's amazing. It's like everybody has amnesia. I take Seattle on the. T- I mean, I can't believe they're giving me two and a half in Seattle. I didn't take it in, in Russo yesterday because I hate taking those early games, and if I lose, I'm <laughs> miserable for the whole day. Hey, you won't be miserable. You don't have to watch the 76ers tonight. Enjoy the concert. Oh, I'm Sebastian not watching. Maniscalco. I'm watching. I'll check my phone, though. That's how sick I'll I am. I'll see you tomorrow morning. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350-plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play.